Unexamined opinions are faulty opinions. I'm Justin Foster. And I'm Juan Kingsbury. Welcome to the I Might Be Wrong podcast. This is a show where we confront our own ideas, biases, and opinions. And hope you do the same for yours. So buckle up for some subversion and heresy. And keep an open mind. All right, so I'm going to kick this off by nerding out. The Ninja Turtles. I'm sure you don't know this, and you'll probably be a little less smart for me telling you, (laughs) but uh, those bases for the Ninja Turtles, it was the creators were just making fun of each other, or making fun of, they were parodying their favorite comic books, like the Daredevil and uh, old martial arts movies, and mainly comics. And as a kid, that was the first thing that I knew. Have you ever heard the term Simpsons did it? Have you heard that phrase? So like people like South Park will do something crazy or family guy or whatever but people are like the simpsons already did that and it's um because the simpson parodies everything a lot of kids know like famous movies because of a simpsons episode (laughs) which really kind of takes away but in terms of ninja turtles i was like oh i think that's why i enjoy this cartoon even since as, as a kid and now as an adult because it's just pop culture that keeps getting rebooted over and over and it's silly and it's not always obnoxious and it's funny because it's come full circle. I don't like it when other people parody the Ninja Turtles because it's always done in a very like dumb, lazy way. So anyway, I wanted to talk about parody. There's a, the Jordan Peterson thing that I'll interject, but parody and what's the other term? Satire. That's usually satire. Yeah, what's the, parody and satire versus yeah versus um, like hate hateful language or being. Um, you know, it's comedies like this. Like you can tell when someone crosses the line and it's not what they said. It was from the place of which they said it. Yeah. And this is that nuance that we need that comedy requires us to have. And, and so I think, I think is, I think it's really important. Like that there's a role for parody because parody, and this is why it's, it's a legally protected concept yeah you can't if if you're using parody you can't really be sued for libel or slander um because you're you're using parody you're you're, you're, and it's a it's parody and satire are disciplines they're disciplines um criticism cynicism hatefulness are not disciplines they're the absence of discipline yeah well, just being an asshole. I'll um throw myself under the bus. I like to make jokes and make give my opinion and laugh. But I remember the first time someone at work, I was a manager, and someone impersonated me, and it was mm-hmm. really good, and I did not like it. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I'm a little too much in my own up my, my own ass. But that was pretty good. I, I, it took a while for me to give props, but I was like being able to laugh at yourself too. I think to to see yourself parodied or or mimic like what's um. You know, Weird Al, he's not, oh, yeah. but they said like, he's like a lot of times, you know, he's making fun of these artists and their songs, but he's like 99% of them were they like, oh, I've made it. Weird Al has parodied me, has made me. And then he's like a couple of them. I think like Prince was a holdout and a couple other people that he was, he was bummed. Um, but I was like, oh, I got to get out of my own head. But you're going more from uh, like, we need this as a culture to, um, I don't know, laugh at ourselves to, to be less rigid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And it's, it's, um, 
you know, satire has been a vehicle for, you know, it's, it's ancient. Like you go back to some of the, um, some cave art is satirical in a lot of ways, the yeah. way that it, it's, it's designed, you know, at the, what like the, or the, where like the paint, the wall, the cave art or the, the, or the painting or the drawing of the chief. And he's got a huge penis, <laughs> probably not literal, <laughs> probably just a way to, you know, that's, that's so, so parodying that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, and it's, you know, what, what's the, the math formula of comedy is tragedy plus time equals comedy or I think something like that. Something yeah. Like that. yeah. And, uh, and even then, you know, sometimes it's true. Sometimes not. Uh, but I mean, what what sparked this? I'll share with the audience. Um, I'm not anti the guy, but I, I've yet to actually read much in, other than a couple of videos. But Jordan Peterson, like, how, how would you describe him for people who've never heard of Jordan Peterson? Uh, he's a Jungian psychotherapist um, who became um, a essentially a a celebrity, um, uh, so, you know, a celebrity thinker um, because of his. Um, ability to distill very complex psychological concepts and mythological concepts into practical daily application. Um, he has been, he's been, um, you know, sometimes they, rec- they call him part of the alt-right, which isn't true. He's a liberal, liberal, like whatever in Canada, he's a Canadian. So liberal Democrat, whatever they're called up there. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like, he's much more on the left, left of center than right of center um, politically. Um, and, um, he's also, um, been, has been labeled as anti-trans and some of these other things. That's what I always say about, about Jordan Peterson. Just listen to him. There's plenty of content. Jordan Peterson is one of these guys, kind of like Joe Rogan and a lot of stand-up comedians. If you really want to know what they think, don't read about what someone else said. They said, go listen to it or consume it yourself. Like a, like a grown up. Yeah, and and, and I have, and, and I'm not a fan. Oh, but, but, I'm not saying you. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. And that, it would, yeah. but I mean, sometimes I'm like Jordan or Jordan. Justin didn't ask what you thought. One, why why'd you tell him? <laughs> like, why is he so your friend? friend. I mean, you don't have uh, to ask. Me. But yeah. there are other people, and I would probably say I'm not as close with more a good three people who I really admire, respect, who who have referenced him and said, hey, you should really read Twelve Rules or whatever. And I'm like. Uh-huh. I don't want to, but I've, I sh- I've skimmed, I've seen the d- general things. I like the thing about the skateboard, you know, let your kid, yeah. you know, jump off the roof or whatever. Um, yeah. And I'm not anti the thing, but I was like, I well, listened to him. He talked with that Ben Shapiro guy. And I was like, yeah. that's not the conversation I um, need to hear that much more of. And especially that Ben Shapiro guy, I've tried to listen. But anyway, on yeah. Twitter, I follow a lot of comic book artists and somehow because people at whatever, I see Jordan Peterson is like, I can't believe... And in a reality where the Red Skull, Nazi propaganda comic book character, is basically Jordan Peterson. And he, to his credit, I don't know if he actually thought it was funny how he's reacted. He would just, I just saw the initial thing. And I'm like, this is why I love comic books, you know, because people were like, oh, they're trying to be woke today and they're making Spider-Man a black kid or this or that. It's like comic books have always been extremely liberal and catering to kids and just trying to, you know, sell a nickel or whatever. And they're not all good. Most of them are crap. That's why there's a lot of them. But the parody of just culture, like uh, there's a comic book series from the 80s kind of referenced today, but Watchmen is just shitting on Ronald Reagan and the government and end of times. And, you know, today it's well regarded, but it'd be the equivalent of of people hating on Trump and making a comic book and it be it being huge. Um, but I was like, I love comics and I think I shared it with you and I don't know if you 
if you knew anything else about it, I haven't followed back on it, but I was like, that would be a good topic because if it was a parody around someone I admired um, or cynical, because I, I do like the laugh and I like when people laugh at themselves, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I could see myself being like, that sucks. Why are they saying that about him? You know, I, I was like, who, who yeah. is it that I would defend or, or at least just get a little uncomfortable. So I would defend you. any original thinker. Like I don't, even if I disagree with you. So I would defend like Ben Shapiro. I don't like, I don't like his politics. He's super schmarmy. As somebody tweeted, why do all Republicans look like people you want to punch in the face? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like Matt, Matt Gates. And oh yeah. But, on, yeah. On down the line. And, um, and I, I, I just admire, I not admire, I will defend people that, um, are, you know, that, that speak their mind to, in a, in a, in a relatively eloquent and original way, Yeah, which, which is, you don't necessarily see that on the far left and the far right, because there's no real intellectual heft on the far left and the far right, because in order to be on the far left or far right, you have to be an ideologue, which also then makes you an idiot (laughs) standpoint. So, because what you're doing is you're crafting, you know, I mean, this is where like, um, this is where like uh, uh, white supremacy comes from. Yeah. It comes from it, it, where it's propped up by junk science to prove a point. And you see this on the far left and plenty of far left issues as well. Yeah. Um, and so here's where I think, though, the point of satire and parody, the, what it's here to do is this. And this is where I think it goes sideways, where people call it satire, call it parody, when really what they're doing is they're using a straw man instead, straw yeah. man fallacy, which is very different than actual parody and and uh, and satire and that is when you when you're using parody or satire to skewer what has been told is true oh okay that's what it's for yeah that and so you look at art as an example almost all of the paintings uh during where, where churches where the church the church the catholic church was paying artists to paint these amazing paintings and they were the main patron of the arts the the church was back you know, in the 1400s, 1500s. Um, and, but every, almost every one of the paintings by these guys, a lot of them that were LGBTQT or, um, you know, atheists and whatnot. So they would paint these amazing biblical scenes, but there would always be an Easter egg in there and everybody knew it related to, which that's an example of parody or satire. Yeah. Another example of this is my favorite painter, besides my son, younger son, Caden, who is a painter, is uh, a man named Charlie Russell, who was a famous Western painter. And his he painted a mural. It was actually, he painted it in parts and they had it shipped and it's in the leg- main legislative chamber of the Montana um, State Legislature. It's this huge mural of the Blackfeet uh, Native tribe, oh. Meet Lewis and Clark. So that's what it's a painting of. Yeah. And there's a coyote that's down sort of the bottom and the coyote's looking back and he's looking back and down kind of like this. Well, you can't see yeah, it because people yeah. listening, but you know, <laughs> and people can look for the painting and see the coyote doing this. And what Charlie Russell did that for was the, the at the time that the painting was commissioned where the state of Montana paid him for it, the state speaker of the house was a, 
was a mega racist and very anti-Native American uh, in the maybe early 1900s. So uh, in, in Blackfoot culture and other um, tribal cultures, the coyote is the jokester. So uh, in, in a lot of Native <laughs> cultures, they think the story of the origin of the world is that it was coyotes laughing. Yeah. And it's a big joke. It, it, so it's used as a vehicle for satire and parody where the coyote me basically means that he was laughing in a, in a, Oh, uh, oh kind of like the he, he, he. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so more like, more like not, yeah. Kind of like that, but more like that, a uh, high level of humor where the, the speaker of the house would never get it. Ah, but that, he, my, he was, he was my favorite uh, skewering him. I yeah. love stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, this is a little different, but I, I, told Courtney, you know, we trade work stories and I'm like, whenever I had a new job, I always like to find someone who like, it wasn't got me, but like, I like to be obscure and I would make a joke when no one else got it, but one person would. And like, it was like like Dennis Miller, (laughs) something. And I just, I, it was almost like doing a trick shot. I was like, yeah, you know, I could make everyone, and don't get wrong. I I like making a a group of people laugh or several, but there was always something fun. And one of my favorite things to do is, is to make Courtney laugh when she doesn't want to, she's in a bad mood or she's like, um, but no, that's great. I mean, I, but you said something a, a couple I love that story. I, I got to look it up and hopefully I can, I'll find it and put it in the show notes so you can check it out. Uh, you, the listener, but there's sarcasm, which I love, or I should say I used to. And then I saw the slippery slope behind that. And I forget how you, you worded it. Um, and I need to remember cause I think it's really important. There's sarcasm and then there's humility and you know, you can be funny on either. And I'm not even sure if they're the spectrum, but sometimes sarca- sarcasm is like real slippery slope to just misery town. And especially like I considered being a stand-up, getting in comedy and writing. When I saw how those guys lived outside of being off of the stage, guys and gals, I was like, right. I don't want that life. Um, I, you know, it's, it's not to always be that way. I know plenty, or I should say I know plenty. I know a few comedians that I do respect and I'm like, oh, they don't, one, they don't have to drink. They don't do that. There is a lifestyle you have to um, get accustomed to. But I was like, I go to bed at 10. I don't want to <laughs> do all those things. But the, the, uh, like, who's, who's the guy? Jesselnik. You're a fan of Jesselnik, right? And I, I like a good amount of his stuff. Um, but I also really like when I can see a comedian who isn't being, uh, vulgar or, or nasty or like, I mean, I like that stuff too. But I'm always like, wow, that was not even clean comedy, but it wasn't. Um, like a, like a scary movie that doesn't need blood and violence. Like, right. you know, it's, it's to me, it's like, it's a discipline. Yeah. I tip my hat to that sort of, sort of humor. Yeah. Criticism is not a discipline. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I think, I think the, the line is, are you skewering that which has been presented as truth or are you dehumanizing people? Yeah. And it's, it's when, when there's a darkness that comes into dehumanizing. Um, and I've learned this um, in, in, you know, this is a very American, this type of comedy that we have that's really sort of like um, dark is, seems to be a very American thing. Yeah. Um, that, that comedians from other, um, there's not, it's not that there's not sarcasm um, in, other cultures of with comedy but the, it's 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 far less dehumanizing 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I think someone like Dave Chappelle, who from a libertarian perspective, I believe in his right to say whatever he wants, but dude is a misogynist. Oh, yeah. in so many ways. And, and it, to me, it, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? It, it doesn't reduce his, his status as a comedian, but it does reduce his, his humanity yeah. to, to, to be at that point where it tinges everything when you hear him talk and he may have a point, but because of this strange misogynistic worldview that he seems to have, yeah. um, that doesn't seem like it's satire or parody. It's just like a belief system. It, it taints everything. Yeah. I, you know, it's, he's an, one I'm a big, I've been a huge fan or a long time and with his comeback, 90% of it I, I like, maybe sometimes even 80%, but I'm like, he didn't have to say that, you know, and he, he I right. get it, he thinks it, and I get you know, there's things I say be, behind closer, but when you put stuff out publicly, you you have, and I think that's always been my issue with, with comedians as an adult, is, oh, you don't want any consequence and authority. Now, I don't think you should be locked up and punished, but like, you tell a bad joke, people are going to boo you. You know, you, right. you, you hold the president's head in a fake thing with blood. Yeah. Yeah. There's gonna be a reaction. Or if you're if you're if you drop the n bomb at somebody, yes. um, not in a. I don't think anyone should ever use that word. But um, but when it's done to where you using it as a slur, yeah. Um, and it is a fine line. But the, the other side of this line, Juan, is there. There is a definitely an an anti free speech component to American culture these days. It's why stand up comedians don't do college campuses anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's, it, it, it's, it, there is this, the strong, like that, that word it goes, and it goes back to a book that we've talked about in prior episodes called coddling of the American mind. And mm-hmm. one of the premises of that book is that we have equated now mean words with, with trauma. Yeah. Now chronic and verbal abuse is trauma, but mean words are not trauma. Mean words are mean words. Yeah. And now, now, and and we haven't done this so much in the United States legally. We've just done it culturally, but in states like um, can and countries like Canada and the UK and others that are liberal, classic liberal democracies, there's legislation being passed to ban certain words from being used and make it in a criminal offense if you use certain terms. And yeah, you talk about a slippery slope. Yeah, to me. Well, and I I think this is. Well, that this is a different conversation for another day, but I think that's the point of parody and comedy. You it, actually, I, ironically, Courtney, I, I would use Dave Chappelle as I would make bad ra- race jokes, but I'm like, we're talking about it, aren't we? Otherwise, the stuff makes you feel uncomfortable, and you don't actually bring it up, or you don't know how to. So it's like humor, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a social lubricant. Um, but the uh, I one well, the, the coddling of the American mind. Um, I'm maybe a sixth of the way through it. So I'm, it's not that I dislike it. I'm just like, Oh, I see the fuel for a lot of the, the, the Ben Shapiro stuff, the Fox news stuff. And I'm like, they, they take it and they don't have to twist it that much. Um, yeah. and it's not that the, the facts and science or whatever they're saying, I'm just like, yeah. Oh, this is, this is, was, was a, some, some carrots. That book, though, is the th- the, what they call the three lies. Yeah. Um, and you, you, we got to that part. Yeah. In the, in the beginning. Yeah. I, yeah. So I three lies, just for the listeners, um, that the, the first lie is that you should trust your feelings. And 
you know, you and I as practitioners of mindfulness and stuff know that, yes, you should listen to your feelings and acknowledge them, but they're faulty as hell. Yeah. Um, the second lie is that what won't, what, what we, what hurts you makes you weaker. Yeah. That's where fragility comes in and which does not fit evolutionary science whatsoever. Yeah. Um, this idea that we have, you have to like protect certain things and then the third one is, is that life is a battle between good people and bad people. Yeah. And which isn't, that's, and that's the side of it where, you know, your right wingers, they can take those first two and go see cancel culture. We're all a bunch of politically correct wusses or whatever. Yeah. They didn't go to the third one, which is <laughs> we're all basically just trying to have, trying to be safe and raise our, you know, have a good life. Most of us are just trying to have a good life. Yeah. And it's not really a war between good people and bad people. Yeah. But like specifically, I think they wrenched in that book. And I and I agree. Like I did. I was like, I like these rules. Makes sense. But exactly exactly what you described. They picked the first two or hell. I think people could pick all three and still somehow twist them into look yeah, at to the their problem. own ideology. Right. This and is yeah. like what you said, a slippery slope of banning these words. I definitely don't want to like I never wanted to wear a mask. I don't want to wear my seatbelt. I don't want like but I also get why certain things happen you know i don't want people to say retard but i also do i want it to be a federal offense i don't know you know no i don't want to be the person but i'm like for especially college college free thinking yeah for white people for the last hundred years and so now you have trans people and fat people and skinny and i'm like these people are allowed to say whatever they want. And if that makes you feel uncomfortable, well, read your own fucking rule. Um, right. Not you. The per- but I'm like, and as I'm reading this book and I'm like, people are going to abuse this. Now, don't get me wrong. I hate it when people whine. And actually, another thing that fed uh, SNL, which my young people tell me is for old people, but I like it. They, so they, it's my sports. It's my NFL. But they yes. had a great thing. It was basically Star Trek. And yet they had these like millennial woke kids who were like, oh, my God, you're in my seat. And they, yeah. and they like, <laughs> it was yeah. just. That was... to me is such a great. So I would say there's two vehicles, three, three, three or four vehicles. Um, first of all, anything by Seth MacFarlane, that's some high humor. Mm-hmm. That's some high conscious humor at skewering the tr- what we've been told is the truth. The fam- family guy guy, right? Family guy, American dad. You know the mythology of patriotism and uh, the, the you know the 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 family values and all that. So that's number yeah. one. Number two is the Simpsons is so brilliantly written related to skewering you know parody and and um, and satire. Um, South Park, which I never thought was funny, but they said things. And yeah. then Saturday Night Live. I'm the same way. Yeah. And- yeah. And that's what that list like who what are some other examples that you mentioned comic books yeah. what are some other examples of and weird al of parody and satire that you're like that you were like wow that's good um to me conan's my north star of of yeah. verbalizing and articulating myself even though he's self-deprecating but even he he skewers his skewers <laughs> skewers <laughs> his own late night host and he's he's used to be the odd man out and now he's kind of the leader of the pack but he'll make fun of just basically the the nature of 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 late night. Um, the other comedians, um, man, I should do my homework. Now I actually want to do my homework, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Bill, Bill Burr, I would put him in. The yeah, camp. he's. Um, and I mean, and that's why, I, like, I do like Chappelle. I do like 
Bill Burr, and I know it's not comedy, but I make my wife feel uncomfortable. I was like, I'm glad people are not anti-mask. I don't like when they're assholes, but like, I don't want to wear a mask on my face for the rest of my, so I'm glad there's people who are saying it's dumb or putting underwear on their face. Like, I don't have to do it, but I don't want conformity. I don't want, and so anyone who pokes, and like like uh, Bill Burr, I think he was in like a Star Wars thing, right? And they had like a whole controversy. Like, and he spoke not in defense of what was going on, but of of a truth that I was like, I, I can yeah. respect that. He's I almost yeah. see like a, a comedian who means well and isn't trying to punch down. I think um, George Carlin was the one who said that. Like, comedy's bad when you're punching, like when you're making yeah. fun of the the kid who can't help himself or whatever. That that's not yeah. good comedy. That's not comedy. Yeah. And um, so I think that that's where I kind of not even draw the line. Uh, hell, I'm guilty of punching down, but in terms of like Charles Barkley. Even though he sometimes he says some stupid stuff, he'll apologize, you know, and it's weird. Like I was like, I don't want people to apologize, but it's when they are upset that they they even upset a group of people. I'm like, what do you think you're doing? Like you're you're getting paid to to do this. Um but yeah, anyone I think who frankly laughs at themselves, that I think any someone who's gonna do parody who admits like I'm a fool. Um, and I'm, 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 I make a living. So yeah, to me, Conan's at the top. Um, the, there's probably countless others, but yeah, to me, to, it, 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 it goes to this though too, is that are you a, there's a level of, there's decency, a dignity, yes. maybe that's a better word. There's dignity. And this is, this is where, you know, when you get into comedians that are comedy in particular, where they'll say whatever they want to say, because they're, you know, they're trying to get a laugh or whatever. It, it, it delegitimizes your point. You yeah. know, this is why I like, I do generally like Bill Burr is because he is, he, he, he and, and then I see, I see guy, people I used to admire that have, and, and these aren't, this isn't really related to comedy. It's more just thinkers. I used to admire like J.D. Vance, the guy who wrote uh, Hillbilly Elegy, which was a great book. That dude's that dude's can turn into a complete MAGA asshole. Uh, um, it's really tragic. Yeah. Or um, Adam Carolla, um, yeah, who really used to admire. Who's who's is 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 basically as soon as you make here's here's what it is. Here's what it is. One, as soon as you make a side of something your religion, you're no longer funny. Yeah. It, it, you pick your side and you can't make fun of your own side yes. on an issue. That's, You're not funny. Yes. That's, uh, yeah. And, and, and and it's, so because if you can't, here's where the, here's where the thing is. If you can't make fun of your side, your view of it, your people, your group, whatever, if you can't do that, you will then punch down, you will disparage and dehumanize other groups. And that's where you see, that's where you get into cynicism. And if you take it to the nth degree nihilism. Yeah. Where there's this, um, where there is a type of anti-humanity that permeates that. That's and as you were saying that with Corolla, it was funny. He he was one that I, I was never a huge fan as a pervy college kid. I watched the Man Show, but just more and more, yeah. I was like, there's something off. I don't dislike him, yeah. but and it's it's the same vibe I have with Joe Rogan, who again, not never been a super fan, but I'm like, there's something off. It's just maybe it's not for me. You know, kind of like gender pronouns, like. It's not something I have to make a priority, but whatever. Um, yeah. Glad other people have outlets that, that that can help them, you know, be who they are. But the, I, as you were talking about that, I was picturing how bullies 
operate of mm-hmm. having your cheering section. And if you're, um, no one's laughing at your joke, you take away the bully's power. But then the more you have those friends who fall in line because they don't want to get punched, you go. And I think that's, that is the, um, the power. And it's, there's, I mean, there's a whole other topic, bullying, but like with humor, I, I realized I was like, oh, I think I was the bully at times. Um, but then I was also, I used the humor to get out of a, a situation. Um, but it, that's the thing of like, you take your own medicine. I think if you can't, and that's, that's what I, I, I now I'm going to go look to see how, how Jordan repeated Peterson acted. Not that he's a, a satirist, if anything opposite, but I was like, how's he going to swallow this? You know, is he going to, yeah, he, does, he does talk about, it, I think on one of his podcasts and stuff. And he, he generally, you know, seems to take it with a, a grain, both a sense of humor and a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, we live in interesting times because, um, there are some things that you shouldn't say. Um, words, words are not words are words are not necessarily you know um, neurological trauma, but they are painful. Yeah. Um, and I think this is especially true of any be be very careful about what you say about any group that has been traditionally suppressed. Um, you know where you know if you're part of a group that's been traditionally suppressed and you want to joke about it like asian moms or indian parents wanting you to go to college or you know uh, the way chris rock um talks about black culture and you know i think that's that's great and interesting and whatnot i think the line though is when you start to you you, you have this margin you take some people that have been oppressed by our systems um and i think i'm most sensitive related to jokes about women yeah I hate it when comedians call women bitches. Uh, I hate that. Yeah. Now, okay, as a libertarian, I don't think they should be banned or go to jail, but I will not. Yeah. I don't well, them. and I think I that them. that's the other part, especially like cancer, cancel culture or, or trying to police everything is right. there's this binary of no, you're gone. And it's right. like, no, people can get mad without a limit. Like your mom can say, don't do yeah. that. Or your teacher or your boss or whatever. But it's different than you're in prison or you're shipped off to live on an island somewhere, which rarely ever happens. Even, you know, uh, uh, who was it? Um, Louis C.K., you know, did some weird shit. And then he had like a stand up special like a year later. Like, oh, like well, it was a couple years later. And yeah. It, I mean, yeah. but given what <laughs> was going on, you were like, yeah. oh, like can, yeah. what what is cancel culture? I don't know. Maybe I will. Be well, I mean, you see, out. I mean, we, that's its own podcast yeah. where most canceling going on now is on the far right. Where you know where they want to, you know, co- on all these companies, th- hundreds of companies have made a public stand against these this very, I think, evil effort to where Republicans can't win in an election by having everyone vote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sort of changing the way that people vote. And um, not, is is all are all of these election laws bad? No, some of them are things that are common sense, but the majority of them are really fucking evil in my opinion yeah. so you get coca-cola and home depot and major league baseball and they're pulling out of georgia because of this yeah. or, you know, they're they're not, or they're criticizing and some i don't know who it was somebody tweeted he goes what did you ever think you live in a time where the gop would be an anti-baseball anti-coke <laughs> That's, well and yeah. i mean we should we should wrap here um in a few minutes but i think that's the other thing i was like okay comedy 
really liberal, really Jewish, or at least the origins <laughs> of stuff. I was like, let me even. I think you mentioned Dennis Miller, who who, who leans right. Um, yeah. I I think Dave Chappelle is probably the most conservative. And I don't think he would be of that group. Uh, right. But I've seen like Ben Shapiro and certain people like, yeah. oh yeah, he's funny because I think he's like anti-trans or something. Right. But, right. But uh, who was it? A uh, terrible governor of Texas was a uh, Cruz. Rick Perry, no. So, uh, what Cruz do recently? The, oh, Ted Cruz, senator. senator. Senator, sorry. He tried to do like a roast or something, and there's that other dude on Fox News gut filled, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try, and maybe, maybe I'm just too woke and liberal, and I don't like, but I'm like, nah, that's just not funny, you know. And Steve, yeah. Stephen Crowder, not funny. Yeah. And if and if somebody's hearing this, please tell him I said that. You are he is not funny. Yeah. Um. Here's an example. Some I don't agree with his politics, but he goes by uh, redneck liberal or liberal. Oh, yeah. Redneck. yeah, yeah. I, I watch it. Crowder. Uh, or, yeah. his, his real name. But he is funny as hell. And and some of it is this overemphasis of his southern roots and everything. Um, and that that's great satire. There's another one called Butter Buttercream. Oh, the re- pro wrestler guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love him. He's making fun, and so I. This is it's almost its own topic. Is it's like why are right wing ring wingers so not funny? Like you know, I'm I'm fairly conservative, at least with the role of government, and very libertarian about most things, and more progressive as it relates to like uh, trying to be inclusive and and diversity and all that. Um, why? Wh- who's a funny right winger now? Yeah. And I can't think of one. Yeah. I can think of a bunch of them that think they're funny and other people think they're funny. Yes. Or I, even in an echo chamber. Nobody would look at that comedic art and go, yeah, this guy is hilarious. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, here's what it's come on. Here's all because I forget. They've all become their version of Larry the Cable Guy, who is yeah. the comedian um, that no other comedians respect. Nobody oh, respects that. that guy in the comedic comedy business. Oh, I, I remember when he was big, but I, I didn't know he. Yeah, because it was it was a it, he was not honest that it was a character. Oh. And then he was able to then and then the, you know, it wasn't that funny. Like get her done. Yeah. Not that funny. Not that funny. Yeah. And and so there's a version of this with right wing people that are on the right side, right, you know, far right in particular. Where they just become the Larry the Cable Guy of right wing humor, yeah, and so they only laugh at each other's jokes. Nobody else is laughing. Yeah, well, and I think that's the, the dehumanizing aspect of it. Of because I'm gonna find one. I bet you I can. I've never okay. tried, but I was like, I need to really expand my comedic uh, um, horizons. Right. But I'll end on this. Um, I think a friend told me this, but I'm sure John Stewart somewhere says it. The reason he left the Daily Show, John Stewart was because when it started and it really picked up, we were the little guy, we being liberal progressive ideas in the George Bush era. We're the big one now. And these yeah. jokes aren't hitting as much in that Obama era. So he's like, I'm going to step away. And now the Daily Show is still liberal, whatever. But uh, it's not. I mean, no, uh, uh, Trevor Noah doesn't. He, I don't find him amusing at all. Oh, I love I love the guy. Or I should yeah. say I love him. I, I, don't, I, I think he's yeah, I think he's I think he's smarmy. That's yes. why I would describe him as, and um, I don't, I don't think he understands parody, um, and 
you know, I look at like Jimmy Kimmel, who's very, very progressive. He is, he's very good at the setup of using comedy to skewer something that he disagrees with. Yeah. Um, without it being like, he's not, he's not a centrist. So I, I go back to like a Bill Burr or a um, Theo Vaughn. Um, they're more center in the center politically and therefore they can make fun of both sides. Jay Leno was famous for this. Jay yeah. Leno was make fun of both sides, both the left and the right. And what I think is a cautionary tale is the same thing happens on the far left is if, if everything is around the sort of progressive sense of humor, you are missing out on un- being, having your own views skewered and uh, stress tested. Yeah. Well, I mean, and shoot, we're, I'm going to start another podcast, but we'll end here. But like, we've always been a, a conservative Christian nation, at least on the leadership. White save, people have. Yeah. Save, <laughs> but I mean, as a country, save for Jimmy Carter, who the soft yeah. one who no one likes, um, it's Christian white guys. And so liberal comedy and all these unconventional stuff. But even count. then, you know, women, we haven't talked about women comedians who have finally getting their own in, in the last I'm couple of years. Sure. But then you have Rose, Roseanne. There you go. Roseanne leans lean right, and I'll have to remind you who she is because she got canceled. But um, this is a great topic, man. My, my my brain is spinning, and I'm going to find a funny conservative. Okay, deal. It's well, they're not conservatives; they're just right wingers. I'm going to find so. a decent human being. No, <laughs> right right winger. All right, man. All right. 